everyone should do whatever they want to do because in the end literally like if that allows you to show up as your most authentic self and bring your gifts to this world and show it in the most authentic way like bring that right because i know what it's like to show up fragmented and it's like what the hell was like that that was like literally a shell of me however you, you choose to identify right it's it's the human experience when it comes down to it and finding what you're passionate about finding what makes you happy finding what brings you peace right is the human what i define to be like the human experience what is going on y'all welcome to the redefine your roots podcast my mission for this series is all about understanding where we come from what is the source of who we are today how can we challenge our perspectives of what we know to show up as our highest version of ourselves every episode you'll hear an impactful story or perspective to help create a new narrative of our own i'm your host a queer black woman entrepreneur coach mental health advocate creative and most importantly a real person just trying to figure out the ways of the world my name is nicole raglan and this is redefine your roots What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Redefine Your Roots. I want to thank you guys so much for tapping into today's episode. Remember, if you are new here, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let's grow together, y'all. So I want to talk about how aligned I feel like my life has been lately. It's been super dope. I've just been really tapping into like random experiences and really meeting some really cool people out of these experiences. And uh, today's episode is actually a result of one of those experiences that I tapped into. I have a special guest today. His name is Yusuf Corley. He is a cultural and traveling enthusiast. He's lived over 35 different countries, spanning five different continents during his quest for self-discovery, community, and spiritual evolution. He works as a financial consultant, and he is passionate about youth mentorship and helping men embody their most authentic expression of self. He recently launched a product line called Embodied, which offers skin, beard, and holistic wellness products. One of the guiding principles he lives by is Ubuntu, which means I am because you are. And he is just such a powerful, powerful being because um, the way that the first time I actually connected with this guy, I cried my eyes out just because he just created this safe space to just be me and just be whoever I was in that present moment. And it's just really hard to come by that when it comes, you know, from people you don't really know or just creating a safe space to be vulnerable. So in today's episode, we talk a little bit about just opening up ourselves to that vulnerability and what that would look like, what it looks like to show up in a either a masculine or a feminine way and just like finding balance between that and just where all of those energies come from, like where do all these things kind of stem from and how can we like shift and pivot our mindset even if like people aren't coming along with us on the way and just developing community within ourselves and finding the right community for ourselves. Today is a great episode, especially if you are someone that is tapping um, into your healing journey and just feeling like you need a little bit more clarity or just really need to be in a space of becoming more present. We talk about the concept of moving in flow state and how intentional accidents kind of happen through those moments when you're just letting go and allowing things to come into your life when you're just intentional about those things. Not only does he leave us with gems throughout this whole episode, he also leaves us with practices that we can use on a day-to-day basis to come back to self and just become more present in the moment. So stay tuned for that at the towards the end of this episode. So yes, today was a nice episode. It was so good, so peaceful, and I am so happy to share it with you all. Everyone, this is Yusuf Corley. We have a lovely guest here today. We're going to be talking so much about just like men's healing, men's work, 
unpacking traumas and tribulations and turning it into our best selves. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, I'd love to introduce you to Yusuf Corley. Ah, thank you for having me here, Nicole. So grateful to be on your podcast. Ooh, I have a lot to say, and I would just like to take a breath first. Yes. Can we do that? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's take a deep breath into the nose and out through the mouth. Whew. All right. That was beautiful. It was really good. I feel dropped in now. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I want to say thank you so much for tapping into today's episode, just being present here mentally, physically, and emotionally, spiritually, everything. Mm. Um, I just really think that it's funny how we met, and I kind of want to just <laughs> tell everybody how you know we connected. I think... The best orig- origin story ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually decided to go to this hot box yoga class, and I actually had a friend that was supposed to come with me, and they decided, decided not to come last minute. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go by myself. So I ended up going by myself. And I sat next to Yusuf. And we ended up talking. And we were just immediately connected. And we were just vibing on the same frequency. And it was amazing. We ended up connecting on Instagram after the fact. And like hopped on a call. And just immediately, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be open about it. Like five minutes into our call, I'm like crying my eyes out. Because <laughs> he just like created this mm. safe space for me wow. to just be myself and just be who I was in this moment in time just reminding me to be present and I just feel like with that experience I was able to just I don't know just be okay there was definitely a lot going on that day but just just be okay so I was just like nah you gotta hop on the podcast because your spirit is just beyond this world to me and I Mm. just love encountering people like that because you know when you encounter people like that, it's also some sort of reflection to yourself. So I just, I'm just grateful for you. Wow. I, I'm literally at a loss for words right now, which doesn't happen often, but so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your personal and lived experience of how you see me and how profound and impactful that interaction was. I, to feel the same, I, wow. Uh, I remember showing up there. This is my first hot box event in Atlanta. I know Easy, who's facilitated the event, and uh, but yeah, I came to there after like an invitation, like last minute. Like, oh yeah, this is where I'll be. Like, cool, that sounds good. I'll go. And I remember getting there and like, you know, I don't know anyone. It seems like there's a community here, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I saw punching bags in the back and all this other stuff, so I distracted myself with that. But then I came back, and then you were there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, who, who's this person? And again, we struck a conversation. And when I discovered it was your first time, we were kind of learning together, which felt like a fun um, thing for it to happen at that moment. And so, yeah, we did connect. And here we are right now. So, so beautiful. And I'm grateful to have this opportunity to be in front of you to do this podcast together. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. How are you feeling today, man? Wow, wow, wow. I I feel fabulous in so many ways. I'm glad to be here. I'm in, what, day 10, right, on my two-week road trip being in North Carolina and Atlanta. And now, so it's being on the back end of the trip, I'm excited to be here. I'm doing a podcast with you. And then I'll be at a different event tomorrow where I'll be able to sell some products. So a lot's going on. And then I get to put all my attention and focus here. So with that said, feeling fabulous. So you did just drop a new product mm. products line. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for bringing it up for me to share. Uh, the product line Embodied offers skin, beard, and holistic wellness products. And so my attempt behind creating this right is that each product has a name with the intention on it to call in. It's like calling in its frequency. So for example, I'm wearing my dry oil spray piece. And so each time I like smell the fragrance or aroma of it, it's just another reminder that I'm tapping into the energy of peace. And that's just the way I'm gonna carry myself through that day. So I have a, a, a lineup that includes different beard oils. I have scents, current fragrances for that. And three different dry oil sprays. I also have a cleansing oil and a room spray as well. And I'm looking to create more offerings, but that's what I have at this moment. Super excited about it. I have it mostly promoting it through social media. 
and with the goal or an intent to have a website in by October. So really excited about it. It's getting great reviews so far. And I look forward to continuing. Yes, and way to start. Thank you. Thank That's you so much. That's all that matters. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People are like, I need you know, to get all these things in order before I start. Just start. Listen. I love that for you. Listen. I love that for you. And you were such I mean, very instrumental part of the process with helping me with creating the labels. Like, yo, use Canva, drop in your label here, go to this website, get your dimensions mm-hmm. right. So you were very paramount with that and you helped for me like like I just knew I needed to talk to you thank seeing you. how much of a creator that you were and just even your own products right so thank you so much for being that valuable asset to help me you know in the creation process of what I need to order the process how to label it how to measure it right that was all helpful because if I didn't have that who knows if I would have been able to create this final result. So thank you, Nicole, for you. how you helped facilitate that process yeah, for me. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Great. I want to see where it goes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. for sure. Well, mm-hmm. congratulations. I'm so excited to tap in yeah. and just be sharing your talents with the world. So hopping into today's episode, tell me a little bit about who you are and how you identify with the world. Mm, man, who am I? You know, I like to call myself a cultural and travel enthusiast uh, and, and so by that I've been on this pathway of self-discovery spirituality and just like my purpose in this world and as I continue to define that by me traveling to different places around the world and really just like emerging in the different cultures the different people there I realize that there's a lot of things that I don't know and that excites me because it creates the wonder of what else is out there. Yeah. Uh, so from with all that said, I identify as a black man and in a multidimensional black man and in, in the ways of I'm still defining what my calling is. It's becoming more clear because I'm discovering the things that energize me, uh, such as men's work, uh, being out in nature, um, being with such cool beings such as yourself. Hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, and coming real clear, working with the youth, uh, creating products, right? Just like finding ways to where I can put my staple and my imprint on the world, but it doesn't need to be on a large scale, just more of like how can I help the next person beside me and, and really feed off that energy because that's what my purpose here is to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a, like, a deep thing to do. I feel like for me, it's like, in order for me to really like open it up and feel things with other people, it's like you also have to like experience them for who they are and, and all that fun stuff. So how do you feel like you were able to tap into men's work? And if you wouldn't mind explaining what men's work is as well, too, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know what? That's such a fabulous question. And so what led me to men's work? I think I like landed there by it, by a, a, an intentional accident. Yeah, I'll say that. And so what I mean by that, Nicole, is that I set an intention in early 2019, I believe. Like it was a New Year's intention. And I remember in the ceremony, I'm like, I want to call in platonic relationships with other men right now i have a lot of like women in my circle and that's has been was problematic in the relationship that i was in and so i i realized i didn't have really many male connections that i could drop in at a very deep and intimate level and a place where i could share openly and not feel per se judged or like have someone offer me advice just like share and allow me to tap in spaces to where like tapping into vulnerable spaces around other men without feeling like a need to put on a a mask or a different image or whatever the case is right to like show that i'm man enough or i'm tough enough so it by setting those attentions back in 2019 uh moving to 2020 obviously the pandemic shut things down um and at the time of my relationship we really had no other friends at least that's the way that it was on my end because we became really focused on is there any outside noise impacting this relationship Mm. right so with that i didn't have many other friends to begin with so fast forward again now the george floyd um murder took place and this organization called sacred sons 
the Sacred Sons came across my feed as an organization that was doing work to allow men to show their most authentic versions of self. At least that's the way that I saw it. And so I remember like being curious about it and and but having heavy resistance because like wh- who are these people i remember like you know this like, it feels like the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of of characters not characters but just individuals but characters because we all carry so much character within the organization in the ways that we show up but being but the, the way that i saw it was that like who are these people and what do they know about how men should be right so I came onto my first call. I joined it virtually because they didn't have any in-person offerings at this time, and it was a Sunday council, and how it impacted me. And like when I knew this was the right place, Nicole was that they did check in, which is what's your name, where you're calling from, and what's alive in you, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, all right, it's my first call. I sat up in my seat, you know, creating an image. I'm sitting in, in, up in my seat now for those who are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> going back into that mode but then they asked me I said my name is Yusuf calling in from Washington DC and what's in love with me right now is I feel present or no not present I said I feel content and said with that I'm in I pass it on to the next man and then the person who shared after me and this is when I knew this was like the place for me he shared like came on camera there's tears coming from his eyes and he was going through a divorce in his in his relationship, and you know the at that when he was sharing and I looked at the screen and no other men were like judging, no one's offering advice, nothing, just like holding space for him. And it was at that moment to where it was like it hit me like, oh wait, there's something here. This is real. Yeah, this, this is, is real. real. I mean, I didn't know what it was. It is like no, that this is something, and I mm. like where we're at because this person doesn't know me. Yet he's able to show up in his way, and what that what happened within me in that moment was, if he can do that, like I feel safe to do it, and not that I had something at that time, but poof, that I have a lot of things that I needed to unpack yeah. because I got so good at stuffing it down um, that it just began to show up in other ways. So uh, I was all in at that moment on men's work, and what two years later or almost two not even two years yet and like so much has happened since that time of their virtual container which was maybe july of august of 2020 and right now it's april 26 of 22 and like how much my life has changed since that first call and where i am today yeah um you also asked me about like my definition of men's work or what is men's work to me and man i love this question so much because i believe it can be answered in so many ways and for me, it's fostering a sacred space for men to focus on their inner experiences to remember their freedom and sovereignty. You know, when I think more of this, it's like our ancestors had rites of passage ceremonies and initiation ceremonies as a form of admission into adulthood. And what I've witnessed in Western culture and in my own personal experience is that age is what dictates admission to manhood. And so there's you know, what I've experienced is that there's a lack of inner connection mm. with self regarding emotional, spiritual, and mental aspects, as these are mostly overlooked in our society. And this has resulted in men feeling disconnected. So I've like taken it upon my mission, you know, once it's seen how it's impacted me, it's taken as my mission in this realm as men's work is to invite men into deeper states of connection, transformation, and integration. I love that. Thank you. That was so well said. (laughs) Thank you. That was so well said. I feel like um, what you were saying earlier about, you know, getting into how you even got into men's work and how you realized how this was just such a safe space to just be open and to be myself. And for so long, you were just pushing things down inside of you. What do you feel like was the reason for you, like pushing all those things down inside of you and continuing to do that even like within your adulthood? Oh man, poof. Great, such a great question. Man, I could, so the easy answer for me would be like, oh, well, societal pressures, you know, men, and then I can continue to continue on that by saying, black men, we have it this way. Like, it's so hard because we gotta be tough. We gotta go work three times harder, right? Like, all these things, like, man, what, what would life look like if I didn't have to do all these extra things, right? 
but to get down to like the reasons why I stuff it down it mostly came to like I didn't believe that others had the capacity to hold what I was carrying mm-hmm. one two I didn't know how to identify I knew how to identify but to identify and articulate to someone else what I was feeling from and also the weight of what I was feeling and then three I had by doing that by doing it or not doing it right I created this expectation that no one else could relate or help or assist me so then instead of talking about it I wouldn't talk about it because then another number four if I did speak about it what would happen is that someone would try to offer me advice that is like not not needed at all or they'll just tell me like you know well just you know be positive about it right yeah find a way you'll work it out right but damn like hold on i need to feel through this yeah and maybe part of me need to become clear that hey i need to ask for what i need right so an example of that would be hey i want to share something with you and i'm not looking for any feedback do you have five minutes to hold space for me as i share right so that's something i could have took on my end right i wasn't clear about what i needed and so and i couldn't and i expected them to know already know so there's like several aspects and then several that I own that I need to become more clear and ask for what I needed to give others an option to decide, can they meet me there? So because I created a narrative that people couldn't hold what I had to share, I just stuffed it down. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone could relate. Yeah. So did you use that time to process it all? Like, would you stuff down and also process within yourself? Or do you feel like that's something that you had to teach yourself? Yeah, for sure. Several several factors. I believe I have the capacity to process a lot of information myself. And I believe it's important to have community and whether that be friends, family, just other people you can drop in deep intimate conversations with to get another perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what works for me or what works for some people may not be what works for everyone because we're all different and what i'm learning is in areas that i find resistance and so for example if i came and said i i want to do this i want to paint your house blue i'm like wait this is i'm making up a random example this is my house i don't want to paint it blue what i'm learning to do is not like try to change or potentially try to influence someone to change their perspective or what they want and more just accept or allow where they're at and decide for myself if this is something I want to do yeah. or not and just articulate it in that way. So that I, I'm finding that that feels most harmonious for me. And so if I'm showing up that way, whatever the result is after that is met at a good place. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like that stemmed from? Man, I'm a cancer baby, uh, so I'm, I've always been really attuned with my feelings, and and so it's a, what I found to be, I almost use the term struggle, but I'm like, well, was it a struggle? It's just a, a challenge I need to figure out in my life, right? One is like how growing up in my childhood, I was introduced to spirituality, metaphysics, esoteric teachings from my father. And I remember, like, man, I just want to go outside and play with my friends. I want to play football. I want to play basketball. I want to play tech. I want to do all those things. And none of my friends are doing this, you know, stuff. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, so many things, right? But whatever you want to call it. And I'm, like, I just want to play sports. So I feel like during my childhood, I learned a lot as I was exposed to a lot. My father taught a lot of this to me. And... It's great because now when I came in back into it later in my life, I'm going to get back to like the emotional aspect. But when I came back into later into my life where, oh, dad, I have questions about spirituality. I have questions about chakras, et cetera. Right. As I was going through my own path of self-discovery, I realized that, OK, that time in that relationship when he was into that per se or like that was his life has shifted because he's now transitioned and to like be interested in other things. So um, going back now to my childhood, I, I 
always felt like deeply in tune with with what I felt and I just didn't have great ways of expressing it. I'm the youngest of three. So I, I, I can recall like in my youth, like having my older siblings speak for me. Mm. And, and so, you know, what's interesting is like, like that I learned to deal with my emotions and I was sharing earlier, like when my older siblings would speak for me, so I would get in trouble for things that like I didn't even do. I'm sure all the younger siblings can attest to this. So, Mm. Um, not, it's not unique to me. However, when it's happening to me, I'm like, man, I'm, now I'm not speaking up for myself. Ooh. But wait, wait, can I speak up for myself when there's someone who's has much more vocabulary to share this uh, a younger sibling would, right? So, um, I guess I got really good at stuffing things down, and I just like let me just live in my own world. I'll create my own reality, which is I can just like play by myself, do things by myself, and also like feel those emotions by myself. So that's an aspect to where, yes, I am good at handling it all by myself. And I know the importance of when you only do work, the work, quote unquote, by yourself. Right. Um, if you don't go out into the world and apply it, you don't know what like how what the barometer what is. Right. Where are you at? Right. Yeah. And how you're showing up. Maybe you believe you did all the work and then it's, you learn it's like, oh, because I haven't been out in society I have now blinded from these others because I've only been creating my own world, essentially. So, yeah, I believe both dynamics are needed. And so for me at that time, sports was good because uh, that was even though it wasn't really the greatest network of men to like drop in deep. And that's also I didn't have the language to do that. So I couldn't take them down that that avenue. Yeah. Uh, but sports was a way of, of connecting with other men. So I guess I, I learned like some skills from just different organizations, different sports teams that I was on, and that allowed for a form of connecting with other men, connecting with my emotions and being able to express it in whatever simple form I was doing it. Absolutely, in. absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I'm just I'm just like thinking about like everything that you're saying, and mm -hmm. I feel like you know it's so relatable. I'm the youngest child, mm -hmm. you know. I definitely something that I struggle with sometimes is self trust with decisions because mm -hmm. other people would speak for me, and I was just like wondering what your thoughts were with your relationship with your parents or like your father specifically, since we're focusing on you know men's work and like what that means. So how do you feel like that's been intertwined with you, and how that shapes your perspective? Man, whew. yeah. Let me let me see. What this is such a great question. I'm I'm feeling the resonance of being the youngest child, and so if you're sharing that you, you felt that as well. It's like it's something about when you don't feel alone in these these feelings. So thank you for reflecting and sharing your experience. Yeah, and that touched me. So thank you. I'm gonna breathe into that. I love it. That felt so good. <laughs> All right. Let me let me turn over to Pops. Pops, how you doing? Um, yeah, my relationship with my father. I feel like my that's like experienced many, many deaths and rebirths. And so I was sharing a little earlier that in my past, my father was essential in teaching me metaphysics, you know, esoteric teachings. It's just just. He taught me a lot of things that I'm grateful for in my later years, like where I'm at now, than what I was grateful for when he was teaching me, because I felt like it was a trade-off of the things that I wanted to do. And and also what I'm realizing that, you know, he didn't care for those things that I wanted to do and only the things that he wanted to do. So it was beautiful because when I was doing that, it was like the connection there. But when I wasn't, it wasn't it was more like, cool, you can do it, but I'm I'm going to be over here. So whatever, whatever that meant, but just to drop in deeper that I was grateful for all of those teachings because then when I came back to it, maybe during college time now, so maybe in my early 20s, I'm like, Dad, I have questions. I'm here to learn. I remember you had all this knowledge about it and I'm ready to tap in. And I remember at this time I asked him something. I don't remember the exact details, but what I do recall was like his response to it. And that's one that took me aback. It was... Like, oh, I don't do that stuff anymore. And it's like the way that he said it was so dismissive to where like he didn't believe it anymore. Mm. And and that's my own projection or my own interpretation of it, right? My again, my relationship with my dad is one that of can say like 
tension and I can I will identify more that attention that tension later when you say he doesn't believe in that stuff anymore I just remember being like triggered like what like this was so important for like early in my life and so I guess I felt at that moment all the hours that I put in because I felt forced to learn it and that so I'm grateful at this time to like be experienced but then at the time I was like I did so much and then like for you not to care it's like damn like why I I felt like this part of me was being pulled away for things that I wanted to do so that was like tricky for me to well, not tricky. It offered an invitation for me to explore deeper, but I wasn't ready at that time. What I discover, and that when I handled the best way I could at that time, but that created more separation between me and him, because when I was ready to go in, he was no longer ready. So that mm. another aspect of our life like has shifted, and then so now I would say, um, like going on to the next aspect of my life or later on in life which would be like the present what i call it is that i am learning and this is in relationship to my father i am learning to accept him for where he's at because i nicole i found i am at a place to where i define my i've defined my standards Mm. and i won't go down anymore to where other people are at because what happens to me is that I become very drained. Yes. And I used to do it every single time at clockwork. I'll go down, we may have two or three good conversations and then one conversation that like sabotages all the work that took place the past three. And I will keep doing it. I like have the hope that oh it's gonna be better next time. Like, oh wait, we got we got, I broke through, right? And part of me is maybe it's the ego coming up saying like Oh, I can make a change, right? I can do it. So what I found that's just been most fruitful for me is to just set the standard. Like, here's where I'm at. Here are the things that energize me, such as when we talk about what's really important for you. Like, what do you enjoy doing? Or what's what's the, like, I can have my standard and just communicate clearly what it is that I need from others to meet me. And if they, that way it gives them the choice if they want to meet me there or not. And by saying what doesn't energize me and they choose to do it, that just makes it clear. Like, okay, maybe you're not saying I don't want to meet you there, but your actions are showing that. So that's been most fruitful for me. And as a result, it's created space between my father and I. And I am hopeful that this door is still open for him to come through. And I acknowledge that I'm still working to grow as well. And that could create more like love, like expansion in my heart. To regardless of whatever he shows that that doesn't change me that doesn't waver yeah. where i'm at yeah and i think that's such a big thing i think as i started growing into my spiritual journey too it's like you really have to learn grace with your family and your you know your upbringing and everything that you experience any traumas and triggers that you've done let sit in your body for so long you have to give it grace and let it go. And I think that it's so, so, so important and like crucial for you to establish what those things are because now it's gonna affect the rest of your life and like how you're moving throughout the world. So I think it's just so interesting that you shared with about how your father, you know, he's kind of saying he's not really interested in that stuff anymore and he gave you grace in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of your turn to give him some grace mm-hmm. about it and how that's allowing you to just be open and now structure yourself with this is what I want, this is what I need, this is how I'm going about the world. So I just want to know, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you establish those things? And like, just like sharing with the audience how you feel like you're okay with making peace with that being who you are. Hmm. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is like aspects of regardless of how someone else shows up, how do you make peace for where they're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, or even like with you, too. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Such a beautiful question. You know, what's coming up for me, Nicole, is like the importance of making time for yourself. And so what that looks like for me is daily practices daily rituals daily agenda literally whatever you want to call it um but the importance for me of 
waking up doing a stretching flow or if that's yoga or just intuitive stretching um like doing my daily affirmations or prayers breath work and also making time to get in the kickboxing gym and like let it all out right i start with like more of the softer fluid movements and then go to a kickboxing gym and like literally transform into the hulk and like go all out so i think i find that to be very important to just like center my daily self-care self routine and when i tap into that now when i transition to either my professional work or my passion projects or just holding space for others i had i've already nurtured myself took care of myself so when i show up for others i have more capacity and and then i can even show up in a place of making a more deliberate decision like do i want to entertain this and i do because i have the capacity to do so so i guess when i focus on myself and i and i take care of that first that creates the openings for everyone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before i would do it the opposite like just spend my energy everywhere else and, and see what th- i have left in yeah they don't have anything left and then i'm frustrated that i did that so and the cycle keeps repeating yeah. right so it's like take 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 like well wait let me replenish and then let me find also what's reciprocal so that way i can continue to give more and more and more yeah. i'm just thinking about like people that are me that may have a hard time kind of getting into that groove of like this is what i want and this is what i need like i'm someone that journals i meditate i do all these fun things but still like every some days i wake up and i'm looking around like all right, what do I need today? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's really what I want, really what I need. But just the way that you speak about it, I feel like, nah, like, these are my boundaries. Like, what's up? Like, you know, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So just kind of getting to that point, what does that look like for you? Yeah, that look for you, you know, what's beautiful, Nicole, like, that's so important as well, right? Because we need those days too, right? We're not, I'm not a machine. We're not machines. And... There's times where you just need that extra self-care for yourself. And that could look like, like literally, I could go like 98% of my time, like killing it, just going through my day, day practices, eating well, grounding, doing all the physical workouts, and like killing all my tasks throughout the days. And then a day later, I'm like, man, it's 10 a.m. I'm still going to just continue to lay down, right? And I used to beat myself up over those where it's like, man, I just was doing so well and then I stopped and I realized that a lot of energy was going to just beating myself up to where I'm like man this really feels good that I set myself up to have this opportunity to rest because I know when I need to be Mm -hmm. on Nicole I am on literally before this road trip down here for me again being day 10 I was up to like two o'clock in the morning like packaging labeling bottling just doing everything to get ready to come out here so I could show up in my like most authentic way right so I know when I need to call on those reserves, they will always show up for me. Yeah. And now when those days show up where I am not like at my best, right? Yeah. I'm at my best for that day. And that feels good for me. So I just honor myself where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. And that's made a major change for me. So just thinking a little bit about how, you know, establishing your boundaries, establishing the things that you want and need and, you know, being more intentional about your time and being more intentional about rest. What are some things that you feel like even though you have these things set in place, what are some things that you feel like impact you from a day-to-day perspective with things that you already have to do, like go to work and, you know, kind of not necessarily tap into the things that you want to do, but you have to do? How do you feel like you find balance with that? Yeah, for sure. And Nicole, like I am, that answer has become so abundantly clear for me. I Time is such a valuable resource and we have unlimited of it and uh, one could say we have so much of it and I realized throughout my days that I can be a lot more efficient and so right now I've not been doing the best with my time management and again I've been really gentle with myself with that because I know when I'm I've been in spaces to where I'm fully on it and like every second of the day was like a counter for Mm. And I realized that that's not conducive for relationships because not everyone runs like that. And then I went to the opposite end of the spectrum, which was 100% flow state. That was very uncomfortable for me. And I learned to find comfort in it by life situations taking me there. 
And so, or guided me there. Because um, I went there willingly and it was great. And so what I've learned for myself is that I have the capacity to be in 100% flow space. And, and I'm stretching my muscle from being one way and like continue to practice, practice, practice to where I've, I'm getting much better and better. And now what I'm learning is that, okay, this just takes a lot of energy to go to 100% flow. Let me start to scale it back and find my new normal. Mm. And so what that is for me is a great combination of intuitive and automating. Because now I got so loose with my time that um, I can use more structure because I have more things on my plate. And so one thing that I want to do as soon as I get back is to create flow charts on my processes so I can literally streamline, like how much time does it take me um, and I can like plan my time and day accordingly so I can make mo- more optimal use because I need time to cake with my boo. I yes. need time to holler at my boys. I need time to, you know, offer service to other men and women who, who need support. And God, as I work with the youth as well, we're having our first youth in-person convergence in, in um, July, July 6th through, it might, it's in July, it's early July. <laughs> I feel like it's 6th through 11th, but maybe 8th through 11th. It's going to be great. It's in Jacumba, California. But anyways, I share all that to say I have a lot of things that I'm juggling on my plate and they're all beautiful. And I want to give them the dedication and time they need to continue to prosper and thrive those relationships. And so it comes down to being more efficient with my time. And so I know that creating these charts, really like going into the details and like skimming out what's not needed so that way I could just tighten up. And I also know how long things take me. So when I make an estimate or forecast it out, this is now my analytical mind kicking in, right? I can use the analytical mind to kick in to streamline it and then create flow within a process. So that's like me combining the two mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum and like into my new normal. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm calling in for myself, like more efficiency to, to juggle the task that are so lovely and creating this harmonious life for me. Absolutely. We love that for yes, you. Yes, we do. That sounds yes, like do. I was my friend was telling me about the concept of like a paradigm shift earlier. Mm-hmm. That's that sounds like I exactly. just looked into it. That's just just shifting your whole mind and I'm not here anymore. I'm a new person. Absolutely. Right? Cuz we we it can be the same situation, right? You as in we as in I have the choice to choose how I respond to it. And so I could be like, oh, I ran out of time and there's nothing I can do. How am I, Everything's just overwhelming me. And that's fine. If that's your lived reality, that's completely okay. Um, I, and what I've learned, because I've also experienced as like, and I can choose to see this as an opportunity, a sacred opportunity for me to be met with this challenge and find a way to overcome it, find a way to improve, find a way to expand, call in the resources that are needed to expand, right? So it's like I could try to prevent it and stop it, right? And like close, shut down, put boundaries around myself and not be able to prosper and thrive. And so what happens to a plant when it has those type of conditions? It doesn't prosper, it doesn't mm-hmm. grow, right? So it's how can I continue to nurture this opportunity? What do I need in order to make it successful, right? And call that in, attract that, pray for it, set the intentions for that, and then allow that to come. And whatever way it comes, you know, so that's that's what's been um, the energies that I've been calling in. And, you know, it's been like working with me every step of the time as I sit from here. Right. I told you I look back into August of 2020 and where I'm at now. It's like, yeah, I called that in from just writing my intentions in 2019 and like starting this journey and where I'm at now is like, yo, this is, this is it. That's it. I got all my times accounted for and I have another sacred opportunity to still hold this space for all the people that I've met, grown, met you, obviously all of this, I, I, I called it in. So just sticking with that. How can I become more efficient? Wow, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I think what I'm thinking is like, how do you get to that point of being okay with flow state? Because I am someone, I'm just going to use my personal experience, okay, is okay. someone that is really like, I walk around with my shoulders up, like what's going on? Like, you know, very yeah. type A, I need a plan, I need a structure, I need this, I need that. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be there? Why are they going to be there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just kind of how I approach things. So I have a better understanding on what I'm getting myself into. You know, so I'm kind of thinking like 
sometimes because I'm like that, it's really hard for me to flow, even though I'm a pretty chill person once I'm there. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm chill because I knew what I was signing myself up for. For sure. So how do you get comfortable like not knowing or like not really being sure with what's to come? Ooh, man. My my eyes are slowly watering now because it's such a great question. <laughs> it's like how it's like the question, and I'm gonna restate it another way. It's like how do I get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And that's essentially what it was for me. Is like what are and that's what I think about Nicole. Is it comes down to what is your range, and for me, I didn't know what my range was until I began to stretch my muscles. And so I'll use an example of yoga or stretching. Um, well, maybe I won't use that because I don't know how to describe it for the audience. But Can I use the example you used on me? Yeah. That I feel liberated? Yeah. I think that was a great example. Oh, okay. I did that okay. in the street the other day with my friends. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Can you share with people yeah. how you use that for, example? Wow. Thank you for bringing that example yeah. up. <laughs> okay. So there's this, it's I am liberated. It's a practice to help expand your range. And I'll speak a little bit more, but I learned it from a brother and also an actor, Kevin Walton. And he's like such an amazing man. Uh, but it is a practice of I am liberated. And it starts off as you're crunched up in a small ball, like a fetal position, holding your legs. And then you start off saying, I am liberated. And you're very quiet. And then each time you rise, you say, I am liberated. And you get louder and louder and louder. And the purpose of this exercise is when you get to the top, you're like literally screaming, I am liberated. And it doesn't matter where you're at and who can hear you. It's just like the point is like to allow yourself to feel that sense of liberation, mm-hmm. right? Who cares who's looking at you? Who cares what other people think? You're letting yourself know that you are liberating, like nothing's holding you back. So, um, yeah, like finding that range, right? Because you don't know how loud you can scream. You don't know how fast you can run unless you push yourself there right until you sprint and sometimes when you get in either an argument right and then you're like oh i don't want to express this way because i don't know what will happen to me like oh if i get really angry i'm not sure i might lose it right well then allow yourself to lose it like if that requires you going outside to your car and like going in closing the doors and screaming right find a place if it's going in your closet or on the other side of the house stuffing your head in the pillow going out to a forest, right, wherever you need to go, right, find what your your range is by expressing it. And that way, if an argument comes, you don't have to feel like you will snap. You can have a more, um, a deeper conversation, more intimate conversation, because you know that you checked where your boundaries at and you've exceeded it because you meant to where you were discomfort, where you weren't comfortable and it was now discomfortable and you sat in that space. Mm. And you begin to become more comfortable the more you were uncomfortable. And, and then one last example I used to like really lock it in for me. I don't like the cold. And I used to say that to myself all the time. I don't feel that way anymore, Nicole, because I made a conscious I effort. Hate the cold. <laughs> I made a conscious <laughs> effort literally in 2021 when I saw like, this is crazy, like, athletes do it all the time. But men taking ice baths, like cold plunges. I'm like, what is this? Why would someone purposely do this, right? And then I started reading about it, learned of all the therapeutic aspects of it for the body. And then I did my, I volunteered to lead a cold plunge at a men's event. I don't know what I was doing. I was like, I'm, I'm just an edge of mind, right? I'm like, I'm make sure it was, it was a great idea. And then myself, I'm like, I wasn't happy with this. I had a lot of resistance for it. I don't recommend others doing it that way. Do it because you want to do it. Don't do it and have heavy resistance to do it. <laughs> if you didn't ask to be recommended so you don't have to do it anywho continuing on uh, yeah I did a cold plunge and it was so uncomfortable and then I'm like well if I keep allowing myself to say this and feel this it's going to always show up that way so I like just shifted the experience from alright I know reading more about the therapeutic aspects of it and like setting those as my intentions and getting into the water for more of like a meditative space, doing deep breathing, that allowed for me to like shift more in that discomfort and to like really feel like the like really the healing benefits to when it, it went from being cold and now I'm like, oh, it's warm. This is great. 
and I could wow. feel that energy surge, right? So once I passed that threshold, it taught me what other areas in my life when I feel shift. discomfort, yeah. go past that level of discomfort and grow from it. Like what's on the other side of that? And that was like a huge like paradigm shift of ex- navigating those waters of not being comfort and being in discomfort and it's shifting now to like, oh, look at all this wonder, all these things I can explore now because I've shifted my beliefs. Yes. And I think, you know, as you're sharing that, one of the things that I'm like automatically thinking about is relationships, because I think for me, something that I had to learn was, you know, as I'm getting into this certain relationship and I'm in a moment where I'm feeling triggered or something's not sitting well within my body, I will remove myself and I'll leave. But I also noticed that something that's not, I don't want to say like the healthiest thing to do, but that was just like my automatic response was to leave. But in order for me to get to the goal of, you know, talking about it and overcoming this moment, you have to sit in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The first the first thing you you don't you always do isn't always going to be your the right response. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel like taking a moment and sitting with it and overcoming that threshold to get to that thing that you want mm-hmm. what do you feel like that fine line is oh man such a beautiful question yeah what's coming up for me nicole is huh, i'm going to try to answer it directly is that i believe it can be all things right sometimes it's needed to have oh i need to just walk out this room this person is talking crazy i just need to get out before i respond this way because this this feeling, these emotions right now is very present and I don't want to sh- have it show up in that way. So um, what I do in that in those particular examples is like, let me check in with myself first. Is this need to be a opportunity to where I bring it up to confront it? And, and I see confrontation not as something positive or negative. It's more of just the energy of like, hey, I want to, I'm feeling this, something coming up within me. I just wanted to check in with to get a better understanding of what do you mean by it when you say this, right? And so that way I'm acknowledging how I feel in that moment based on what's being said and shared. So it's not projecting like you said this and I feel this way. It's like, hey, I'm noticing this in myself when it's said, what, what do you mean by it, right? It's, it's inviting in deeper clarity. And so that's like a, I would say like a three-step process, right? Like check in with yourself, then go ask the person and then wait for their feedback. Who knows what the results can be from that, right? And so the other angle would be like, do I have the capacity to go through these steps? And the answer is no. It's okay to just to take that time as well. Like, mm. I'm going to excuse myself. I'm feeling energies pop up right now. And I just need a moment to take a break. Whereas now that notifies or informs whoever's around you that something came up for you and you need to take a break. And again, that's not always needed. It's optional, but that could be a form of not being comfortable of letting people know yeah. to step outside. Like, like you don't have to go from zero to 10. There's steps to get there, right? And so you can go that aspect of notifying people and before you step out and take that time. I always found that it was always good. Or let me take it to another level. It's like when you feel it and then now you don't say anything, and, and, and you want to like, okay, I felt something, I'm angry about it, and I want to stay at this event, right, and not leave or not acknowledge it out loud. And so what I do in this case is, whoo, I felt my heart starting to beat faster, and it's, ooh, my body's getting hot. Ooh, it's this anger, right? And I was like, oh, but anger, I feel that you're here. <laughs> what he or she said is was was tripping. Um, but you know what, anger, I'm here at this party. Can you give me like 10 minutes and I'll go talk to you. I'm going to go holler at you. I'm going to go holler at you later. Mm-hmm. Just give me 10 minutes. I'm going to be right back. And we can talk more about this and fill into what it was, right? So even like checking out yourself and giving yourself a, a timer or whatever it is, like a reminder that you will come back to this emotion. And what I found for me is when I breathe into that or just like speak that to myself is like my body will naturally have a release. Yeah. And then I, and then I, it's important, right? You can't just say, you don't come back and don't come back because the body will remember, you gotta come right? Back. If you tell yourself that, really come back. So I come back and like, all right, whew, man, let me move this energy, right? And find a way to move it the way it needs to be moved. Cause, and now by addressing that, it's like, I'm clearing the energy out of me. So yeah, don't, you don't need to go from zero to 10. There's different things that you can do um, to help gauge whatever that particular moment is. Wow. Yes, I think that's real. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great, 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 great perspective. So what I'm also thinking about is 
just kind of going back to our conversation of what we're talking about, like men's work and like mm-hmm. what that means to you and like just showing up emotionally. How do you feel like you balancing how you express yourself shows up within either like a masculine or a feminine way? Because I feel like a, one of like the misconceptions within the black community is just like being overly emotional as a man is not a good thing mm-hmm. or like communicating what you want in a calm manner is not a good thing or like like what are your thoughts on femininity and masculinity within just being a black man yeah yeah hmm. yeah that's that's beautiful in so many ways because like as, as you mentioned right how society determines what the masculine is or i'll use western society determines what was masculine and was feminine and so a way that it was taught to me is that like men stand in front women stand behind men have to be tough women are to be seen and not heard right it's like all these ways that weren't in alignment with me um yet that's what i chose to believe in order to quote unquote survive and i'm just speaking from the masculine aspect in this moment um yeah, it was hard. I feel like there's a, there's many aspects of myself that I wasn't able to show the world or that I couldn't show certain people. And so I felt very fragmented as an individual. And so that's both my masculine and feminine side. Um, and so with that says, like, I didn't know how I was supposed to, like, I just felt I'm, I'm walking in place and something like describing my answer. I'm walking in place, but yet don't feel complete it's almost like a dream where you're trying to remember but like oh wait i don't remember the details are fading away that's what it feels like how i was showing up in my different relationships with both men and women and yeah it's hard to live that way for me and i found like a lot of dissonance with myself to where at one point like drinking in college and like heavy drinking um became it like that was a part of my life. Yeah, that was just a way for me to suppress what I was feeling because no one, again, I didn't have a space or a container to share that. Yeah. At least I told, again, told myself that, right? Because that's why society was speaking. So if I'm being told one thing of here's how men are supposed to act and here's how women are supposed to act and I fall somewhere in between both because where I, I show up, I put on my boxing gloves, I'm sparring in the middle of the ring with 300 men. And then on the other aspect, I'm crying my tear, crying my head off, right? Because I'm transitioning of a relationship, right? So all the things that I now, that would be deemed me crying as not being a man, right? Like, man up, right? Like, what? That's, I need, this is a, also a way to move the energy. And by utilizing these aspects of me, like the full spectrum, right? That allows me to feel fully dropped in. That allows me to connect with others and really shift in all the different aspects of the way that I show up in the world. So um, it's, it's truly important, I believe, that, you know, like regardless of what people's opinions or views of it, is to know that you have the capacity to be all and, and to tap into that um, when we let go of these societal pressures, societal demands, and really just like what matters to me and what feels good. Mm. Yes, what matters to me and what feels good. Mm-hmm. That should be on a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, back on a shirt. Everyone should do whatever they want to do. Yes. Because <laughs> in the end, literally, like if that allows you to show up as your most authentic self and bring your gifts to this world and show it in the most authentic way, like bring that, right? Because I know what it's like to show up fragmented and it's like, what the hell was like that? That was like really, literally a shell of me. So if that's not going to be the value uphold for men or for me, it shouldn't be. I know what it is to be that way, and I can only imagine the feminine experience to be the exact same, right? Or, or, or regardless of however you, you choose to identify, right? It's, it's the human experience when it comes down to it. And finding what you're passionate about, finding what makes you happy, finding what brings you peace, right, is the human, what I define to be like the human, objective human experience. I feel like this conversation was just smooth and it flowed so, so, so well. Mm-hmm. I have one last question that I want to ask you before we tap out today. And I guess just like giving the audience some practices or just one staple practice that you might use um, to just come back to yourself and just remembering who you are. Beautiful. Yeah, I would love to do that. 
let's let's do can we do the actual practice Ooh, can we can you say it and yeah then, i'm gonna say it and, and then, then we'll you can do decide. it yeah okay that, that sounds well great. do we have to stand up no, no, we don't. I'm oh, just okay. sitting yeah, up. Yeah, we can do you know, the practice. Let's do the practice. Yeah, so part of me is st- sitting up to like get into that space. So what I like to do is either stand straight up or sit with my feet planted on the ground firmly. Your hands could be holding your knees or you can turn your hands up f- with palms facing up. Um, do a deep cleansing breath into the nose. And laying it out through the mouth. And so what we'll be doing is box breathing. And what it will look like will be an inhale of four count. So I'll just say inhale, you'll inhale to four and I'll count it out loud. Then we'll hold for four, exhale for four, and then hold for four. And so before we start this practice, I use this as a, a way to transition from either sometimes room to room, a task to another task, when I wrap up my work day or finish from the gym, right? It gives me a good way to do a full reset and like transition to the next part of my day. So with that said, and as we transition to the end of this call, um, I'll guide us with this box breathing, exhaling together, breathing into the nose. One, two, three, four, hold. One, two, three, Four, release. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. We'll do two more rounds. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four, last round, inhale, hold, exhale, hold, returning your breath to normal, taking the time to slowly scan your body, starting from your toes, Moving up to your ankles, up to your calves, then to your knees, up, 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 up to your thighs, your groin, your hips, your lower back, stomach, up, up, up to your chest, to your upper back, your shoulders, down to your triceps, your biceps, your fingers slowly wiggling your fingers moving back up to your neck to your cheek your jaw your ears your temple your crown and right above your crown and in this moment bring your awareness gently opening your eyes attuning yourself to the space and with that we are complete. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That felt good. That felt really good. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just want to sit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I that just too. Just yeah. sit and not yeah. even leave. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my like favorite practices. Really, just to drop in, like close my eyes, connect back with myself, and move on like a like a nice transition. And it's, it could be quick. You don't need to do this four seconds. You can do it shorter than that. But just having mindful breathing visualization has always been great for me to transition to the next part of my day absolutely can i tell you one thing that showed up for me too while i was breathing i feel like i started to become nervous because i was like you know we're count we're focusing on the number but as soon as you hold it's like all right what are we doing what are we doing doing?" Mm. you know and then you notice it so i started like kind of laughing at myself because i'm like nicole relax (laughs) (laughs) one and you go start counting again it's like it's just like that quick reminder like relax yeah just relax beautiful so thank you for that yeah um yusuf Mm. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for opening up your heart your Mm. mind and your knowledge with our audience i feel like our conversation was so beautiful it flowed so well and yes. i just appreciate you for your time and your space and your energy today and i know 
that the people will be just so appreciative of your words. Mm-hmm. Where can the people follow you? Do you have anything coming up that you would like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at peace.embodied. And if you want to follow my product line, it is at embodyintent, I-N-T-E-N-T. And yeah, I will be facilitating another men's event in May. It's the Embodied Masculine Experience in South Carolina. If you want to find more information about that, you can reach me on Instagram, as well as follow the organization that I'm a part of called Sacred Sons. I'm also a part of an organization called We Society, which is locally based here in Atlanta. We have a monthly We event called We Made It, and it's taking place at Money Night Garage. The next event's going to happen before this probably airs, so which is April 27th, I believe that's tomorrow. And so the Adidas event every month, the last Wednesday of the month. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to be involved more with that. And, yeah, that's you can find me. Feel free to reach out, follow me, send me a message. I'd love to correspond with, with all your followers. So, yes, this is great. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That is it, y'all. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> wow. That's it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening into today's episode. I'm grateful for you allowing us to be a voice in your ear. If you love the Redefine Your Roots podcast, be sure to leave us your feedback and a rating after this episode. You can keep up with this series at Redefine Your Roots on Instagram. For any information about this episode, you can follow along with the links provided in the description. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an opportunity to redefine your roots. And until next time, be kind, be you, and be patient with yourself. I love you all.